0: Hey Zoe, how are you?
1: (laughs) Very well, thanks Liam. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm well. Full moon, full moon Friday. (laughs) Full moon in Virgo, huh?
1: That's right. Yes, it is.
0: What does that mean?
1: Well, it's a very kind of complex paradoxical chart for the full moon um always with full moons there's an inherent opposition between the signs upon that axis so in this case pisces which is where we find the sun at the moment along with neptune jupiter and mercury um is being opposed by the now full moon and that's why the moon is full because it's opposite the sun and therefore fully illuminated so yeah in terms of pisces virgo as an axis it's sort of that bringing down from the heavens from the ethereal realm the unnameable unknowable ineffable is being brought down to earth into some kind of practical form through Virgo, uh, which is, I guess, an ideal that we can strive towards. It's um, it's a pretty overwhelming time, I would imagine, for most people. I've mm. certainly been feeling that personally and seeing that around me.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like people that I've been speaking with are feeling overwhelmed and possibly... Um demoralized Mm. that feels a bit like the theme at the moment
1: yeah i i'm a little bit sheepish in a way because my new moon post i wrote about the optimistic nature of the lunar cycle which because the new moon two weeks ago in pisces was conjunct jupiter um you know textbook astrology would suggest that that would be the case but um I have not been optimistic <laughs> and I certainly don't see much reason for optimism <laughs> in the world at the moment. In but the world
0: um... <laughs> or what about the stars?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, always it's a matter of putting to good use the situation, the hand we're dealt. Mm. So um, there are ways and means to through which we might make good use of this in a very Virgo kind of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, doing what what we can do on the ground of our lives and dealing with what's in front of us is really key to the whole thing. Um, and there are supportive things going on. And, and, you know, it's not as though... What do I want to say? I guess, like, it's perfectly fucked up. And there's nothing um accidental I suppose about any of this um we can probably take some kind of sense of comfort in in the way that in what exactly well yeah I mean I I struggle for words because I feel my own sense of faith being rattled somewhat lately Hmm. but um and that is a component of this full moon too is being able to face up to that and actually that there are things that appear insurmountable difficulties that appear insurmountable and how do we navigate that um well it's yet to become clear i reckon and you know i've been enjoying learning about like ukraine and russia and all of that but i have nothing to Really, offer in terms of that, like commentary or anything, because all you know the main thing that it's left me with is this understanding that I don't actually, I don't know, and um, I am not expert enough to judge who does know. There are so many opinions; it is so complex. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, I think, you know, that overwhelm, that confusion, all of that is right on cue and it will, it has the, you know, it's likely that that will continue. But we will get a sense of perhaps respite from that On as we move through this full moon and as we go through the next week or so. Venus, um, Venus is moving into aspect with uranus as we speak so um as that perfects so that'll that's venus in aquarius square to uranus in taurus and that i'm hopeful is going to shift some things because uh, it sort of brings that unexpected element of uranus that kind of sudden breakthrough potential into our lives which we've sort of, I mean, Uranus and Saturn remain in aspect, but it's quite wide at the moment. So, yeah, I sort of get this feeling that we need that sort of injection of something Uranian, and that may be coming in the next few days, I'm hopeful. Mm. Um, Because, yeah, and many things are illuminated beneath four moons. Often, you know, there's a shift And certainly an emotional subjective shift in people. Like we can have like a release. Um, And, you know, sometimes that's all we need is like some kind of meltdown, wig out, Mm -hmm. breakdown that even if it's behind closed doors, it can be cathartic. And and I've got to say like the word that I haven't used yet, which needs to be said is like overwhelm and despair and confusion are all appropriate Mm -hmm. to our experience at the moment and it it won't, it's not the new normal, (laughs) but it is normal for now. Yeah. (laughs) Things are changing. We are in a state of flux and yeah, we've got it.
0: Sorry, just pause it there. Sure. All right, so we're just going to continue unedited here Mm -hmm. because... Zoe thinks it's worth mentioning it that <laughs> that knock on the door was the postie who just delivered Frederick Nietzsche's *Beyond Good and Evil*. Mm. Um, what did you say? The postie is Mercury. Yeah,
1: yeah, and Mercury is the ruler of the full moon in Virgo today. Okay. So, yes, nothing by chance. All right. Well, what does Nietzsche say? I've got a quote here that I meant to begin with, and I. But I'll, oh, let's got... let's
0: read a quote each. I've, I've literally just opened a page and I'm just going to read the top. Mm-hmm. Whenever there is injury or loss, the lower and cruder soul is better off than the nobler. The dangers to the latter have to be greater. In fact, considering how many vital necessities it has, there is a tremendous probability that it will come to harm and perish. If mm-hmm. a lizard had lo- has lost a digit, it will grow back again. That's not how it is with people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, and I guess, like, that resonates for me at the moment because it's like I've been thinking, reflecting on my hope for this lunar cycle and, you know, even going into April when Jupiter conjoins with Neptune, which happens in mid-April, the 12th, I think. Um, And it's sort of like the flavour that we're, the soup that we're sort of swimming in at the moment. So I said last time we recorded that i'm hopeful for like um, mass disillusionment Mm. because of the potential that that has to shift things significantly which i believe that it does but that relies on our capacity to handle that disillusionment in a in a creative productive positive kind of a way which i guess in the last week or so i've just been thinking like are we up to that task Mm. and many people are not you know Um, And that's not a criticism of anyone. I'm not trying to be negative about people's inability to handle disillusionment. I just know it it is so painful. It is so difficult to allow for that, that it is absolutely understandable and perhaps even appropriate that people remain in denial, take the blue pill, go back to sleep. But for those of us who can't, you know we have an opportunity, and but we also have a burden to bear and it is a heavy burden at the moment. It is very difficult.
0: Mm. Before I go on, mm-hmm. let's hear your quote.
1: Okay, yeah. So, I was going to open with um, this well-known quote from Leonard Cohen who had Sun, Venus, Neptune all rising in Virgo. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. And just, you know, the imperfection of the human condition and the imperfection of this moment in the world is um, poignant, hey?
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think it's, as you say, like it's entirely appropriate for people to feel, I mean maybe the disillusionment is still occurring and but it's a little bit kind of subconscious i'm not sure mm. maybe there's the denial is happening mm. maybe i mean the the vibe mm. the vibe is off <laughs> 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 people people are feeling um demoralized that's an entirely appropriate and you know reasonable mm. even if subconscious response mm-hmm. to
1: Well, it's self-preservation to numb that a bit, eh?
0: Mm. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Because I drank a bottle of wine last night. (laughs) (laughs) I was celebrating.
1: Well, good. I'm glad that you had cause for celebration. I have not had any. (laughs) (laughs) I am demoralized trying to homeschool, Um, which is another amazing Virgo guy, Ivan Illich, who came up with the idea of de-schooling. And he was very much about, you know, systems, system failures um, in the modern, postmodern world. Um, And he wrote a lot about the failing medical system and how it really is only set up to keep people sick, essentially, Um, which is so, you know, pertinent to our current... When situation? did he? When? When oh, was I think he wrote his books in the seventies. Okay. Um. Yeah. Roundabouts. I have got a quote here from him too because.
0: Is it relevant to like well, medicine yeah. or?
1: Yeah. Um. Oh. Well, this great. So he said, effective healthcare depends on self-care, which is important to consider under the light of a Virgo full moon because it's very much about that. Um, accepting responsibility for our own Mm. self-care. As a matter of priority, we are unable to affect change in our own lives or anyone else's, in particular, positive change um, if we can't tend to our own needs appropriately, adequately. Mm. Um, And Virgo is harsh in some ways, very critical, um, which is another good point to make under these in these circumstances how we seem to collectively lack a capacity for critical thought lately mm. <laughs> um, and critic uh, sorry virgo is very good at introducing that element of critical thought it, i mean the danger there's always a shadow right <clears throat> the danger is that virgo can get overboard with that and become hypercritical of self and others mm. and be really hard on themselves in particular, but, yeah, also the world. And therefore it becomes a distorted view, not, not a fair view. But the, the essence of it is that it is accurate. It is able to analyse situations, um, emotions, um, and to get the best out of that for positive gain. For mm. movement forward and making practical use of our resources. Mm.
0: Yeah. Following on from that quote that you just read. Mm. Um, yeah, that self-care. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've been thinking about this week is the outsourcing of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so we outsource care right Mm. we outsource our health Mm
1: -hmm, absolutely
0: we rely on the doctor or pharmaceutical companies to Mm. provide our health and it's it's easier I suppose because Mm. we're busy we're too busy working Mm. and distracting ourselves from Mm. things yeah but in that I think you know the thing I guess the thing because I'm you know I'm studying full-time at the moment Mm. and it's it's a lot, mm. <laughs> and you know it's kind of we're up to it's week five next week, mm-hmm. so we're coming up to the mid semester already, and <laughs> where did that go? I on? know I just started, but like <laughs> it's it's kind of like the the wave is building, mm-hmm. you know. And as as you know from your uni days, you get to week eight, nine, ten, and you've just got this enormous amount of work. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm doing okay actually. Yeah, mm, I good. think <laughs> famous last words. <laughs> But um, I I was thinking about, it's like, ugh, I don't want to study. And a friend of mine in Melbourne that I'm talking to is like, he's doing masters at the moment and he's Mm. just not going. He's Mm. like, I just can't. I don't want to leave the house. I don't. (laughs) And I was thinking, I don't want to do anything either. Mm. And then I was like, why do I do things? Why does anyone do anything? And it's like, so you kind of outsource this sense of responsibility that Mm. you have, like that most people have this kind of, thing that drives us that we have to you have to do something Mm -hmm. it's too hard to do nothing Mm. actually Mm. and it's too hard to be kind of self-motivated i think people who are self-motivated and like run their own business Mm. or work as artists Mm. to me i just that blows my mind and it's actually kind of what I'm trying to do with Mm. like this podcast and other things that I'm working on but also studying because Mm. I get paid by the government to study which Mm -hmm. is we're pretty lucky in Australia that that still exists yeah Um, and so I guess like getting money is kind of a motive for me to study Mm -hmm. in a sense but I mean I'm studying psychology so I'd like to think that I'm actually interested in what I'm studying Mm -hmm. but yeah this kind of I'm, I'm kind of outsourcing my, in doing that. It's, and I think people who go to work, essentially, they're outsourcing their, it's like Saturn, I think. Mm. You know, it's it's too hard to kind of stay home, work from home, grow your own, provide for all your needs by yourself. I think that's, mm. that is like, it's honestly, one of the hardest things that a person could do. Absolutely. If you can just go to work, just get in the car and go to work. Mm. Boom, box done. ticked you, yeah. you get paid yeah. you don't have to worry like and i guess people would say well going to work is a responsibility but mm. it's not a, it's not like a very personal responsibility mm. it just well kinda, i guess
1: it depends on on what you do for a crust
0: i was thinking though w- with regard to outsourcing so i guess i kind of i just scribbled down some ideas i'll just go through them mm. along with that sense of like responsibility i guess with that comes this sense of anxiety mm. Um, was it Kickergaard said? If um, if you label me, you negate me. No, <laughs> he said that's a Wayne's Word quote. Um, I love what you do on the show. <laughs> um, no, so Kickergaard said like anxiety is the something like it's the symptom of freedom.
1: Oh right? yeah, yeah.
0: So you know you get this anxiety, but I, we really outsource our anxiety mm. again. Like I and
1: medicate um, it.
0: Well, yeah. Somehow, try to avoid it. So again, mm. we're like, we outsource. Like, you can. There's things you can do about anxiety. Mm. Um, a lot of thinkers, philosophers who have thought about it, are like, you've got to, you've got to change things. Mm. It's like a key that you've got to. And Kierkegaard is like, you've got to take the leap of faith. Mm. You know, you've got to do mm. the thing that you don't want to do, mm. um, or that you know you should do. Mm. Um, but then, so things that we. You know, I was thinking about um, anxiety. We kind of, we look at like COVID, for example. Mm. You know, people have this, we've talked about it before, a fear that you have in your life and you need to point at it, mm. like, oh, it's COVID mm. that's scaring me. Well, it gives that's, you that's somewhere the sense of anxi-
1: to aim your free-floating anxiety. That and then no you're not responsible for it anymore. Right, you yeah. can,
0: you know, you can put your mask on. You can go and get vaccinated. You can do all the right things. You can keep your eye on the news, mm-hmm. and so you're distracted. Mm. And the anxiety, you don't have to own the anxiety. Mm. Same as, like, guilt. Yeah, is that's an experience that it's an emotion that we feel that we also
1: i mean guilt relates to virgo too and um you know i think it was james hollis who wrote i think in the book Swamplands of the soul which is great um about three kinds of guilt and one of them sort of being existential guilt like you know this sense that We are top of the food chain, essentially, and we have white privilege, you and I, and, you know, those kinds of things. Um, Yeah, coming to terms with that is a Virgo task Mm. and also a Saturn task, you know, like um, because we have privilege, we also have an obligation to make use of our time and resources in a way that is positive for Mm. the greater good or whatever i think Um,
0: they're in alleviating guilt actually say again i mean if we do that thing Mm. then it alleviates the guilt
1: well yeah it's like a um what's the word like redemption which is also Mm. virgo pisces it's that christ consciousness that i mean only we know when we're doing our best and Mm. we absolutely know when we're not And that is a source of guilt Mm -hmm. and rightly so, you know, that that serves a purpose, that that is functional guilt, that is like, oh yeah, well, okay, you've got to make changes then and you've got to do the thing that you know you should be doing, that you're avoiding. Mm. That's important without a doubt. And and as part of adulting, now a verb, it's important. Mm. And yeah, I mean... Sorry, I'll let you go back to what you were saying because I have another thing to say about Saturn too.
0: Okay. Well, hold that thought. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to blame someone else for our anxieties. Cool. After after saying that it's it's our own fault. Mm -hmm. But we really need to mention that coronavirus for most of the world is last week's news. Mm -hmm. No one's really – it's kind of – you know – It went out with um, a whimper, you know, (laughs) because the war. Mm. So that's another. It's another kind of source of anxiety for us, isn't it? Yes. And it's like mass distraction again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The whole world is. is, The world is behind Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, there's all these countries around the world flying the Ukraine flag at Mm -hmm. their embassies. Mm like shining blue and yellow lights yeah. in support. So yes, it's, we have a new Ukraine trademark, <clears throat> you know? So there's a, there's always like, there is an external force. Mm. Yeah, so I think feeling anxious is entirely a human experience. It's Absolute. normal. Yes, we, it we is. Are.
1: And appropriate again. Even mm.
0: I think in utopia, you're, you're mm. going to feel anxiety. You should, it, you, it's motivation. It's mm. healthy. Mm. It's, it, You need to work with it, but to again, so as coronavirus wanes, it's like I honestly think that elites, like ruling classes, Mm. absolutely have to keep us in a state of mild fear. Yeah, it's malleability. We know about the psychological effects Mm -hmm. of fear. Yes, and uh, you know I've been listening to this audio book, "Apocalypse Never." Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna. Actually, if you just bear with me, I'm going to get the author's name because it's. I've really enjoyed.
1: It's an interesting title because...
0: Michael Schellenberger. Okay. So it's Why envir- Apocalypse Never, Why Environmental Alarmism Hurts Us All. And I feel like y- you and I grew up with <laughs> an environmental alarmist for a parent, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, among other things. It's not all he was. But we, we definitely were kind of exposed to... Like fear around mm. climate change, um,
1: and an end is nigh kind of vibe, which has
0: always existed, yeah. as far as I it's can part tell, throughout of the human history. condition. Right? It's,
1: it's ancient. It never rests. Yeah.
0: There's always a crisis mm. on the horizon. Mm. There's always, um, but uh, I guess getting back to Ukraine, that exists. Now in our world, I mm. mean, it's it's in a foreign land. Mm. There's only like two populations involved in that mm. directly. Mm. The rest of us, are, so now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the rest of us are just like glued to the television watching mm. it, aren't mm. we? And looking looking at oh, you know this this sense of fear mm. that I, I'm just just uneasy because of this war in Iraq. Mm. <laughs> what did I say? War in Ukraine. It's yeah. like it's there's always. Some doom,
1: absolutely, yeah.
0: <sighs> Which, I'm bloody sick of it, to be honest. Fear porn. It's an industry.
1: It is, it is, and it's a lucrative one because while we're anxious, I guess we do a lot of online shopping. Hmm. To quell that, yeah, we watch a lot of telly, do a lot of drinking, drugs, you know, insert, you know, distracting. Escapist technique of choice, mm. um, all of which line someone's pockets, really, mm. <laughs> and keep us dead inside, too.
0: On that, I, I just I think we can move on in a minute, but yeah. I, I just want to say that you know as as coronavirus kind of fades into the background, mm. you know, and the and the war kicks off, and the, you know, there's a lot of thinkers and and probably some some support from astrology as well that the ukraine war it might kick on for a while yeah so anyway i just think that people haven't there's been no opportunity to reflect on the fact that it's been two years of psychological warfare Mm -hmm. and more more
1: than that probably but this it has certainly been yes an upping of the ante in terms of
0: and a government well, mandated medical procedure. Yeah. Yeah. Like we need to take a minute to reflect mm. on that yeah. governments in pretty much every country in the world mm-hmm. took measures to mandate a medical procedure and an it's experimental. An experimental one. Mm. So I think really we need to take a minute yeah. to fucking turn off the television, turn off the war and Before we move on to the
1: next thing, yes. Yeah, I mean, by all means,
0: turn the TV on tomorrow, but just give yourself a chance to, like, let it sink in. Yeah. We in WA here are still, I mean, there's still a, the psychological war goes on. Yes. Because, um, you know, unvaccinated people are not allowed into a whole bunch of venues. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, people still losing their jobs yeah. because still out of work. You know this booster that's being mandated, mm. the third booster. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of people saying, "No, I'm not doing that." Mm. And <laughs> so, so that'll go on. Yeah. Like they'll they'll lose their job, and and so then there's all of these flow-on effects through mm. the economy, and of course the price of fuel is crippling.
1: Yeah. Yep. You can't run away it's, even if you wanted to.
0: Even that to me is like a. It's it's like war of attrition.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And I mean, that is, to me, that represents a sign that everyone should be alarmed. Mm. Because inflation and, I mean, the cost of living, now the cost of fuel as well, um, the flow and effects of the sanctions in Russia against Russia, I should say, not to mention, of course, the COVID Restrictions that affected everyone and now the issues related to the vaccine mandates, as you say, everyone has been affected by the last two years' psychological warfare being inflicted upon us. And, mm. yes, we should be alarmed, alert, alarmed, paying attention.
0: And knowing that it's not over. Yeah. Like, yeah. as oh, COVID-19 far, far finishes almost. up...
1: Mm. We're just into phase two. Perhaps this is our respite in some sense, mm. um, but yeah. we can guarantee that it's the next, you know, implementative phase of this uh, great reset or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, is imminent really.
0: I ordered a copy of that.
1: Oh, the great, the great reset clash. clash well, yeah, yeah, interesting.
0: And the... Um great narrative or whatever yeah, the, right. the other part which I look forward to reading because I, I don't know I feel like there's still a sense of denial among normies yeah leftists whatever mm. that that's like it's conspiracy um, yeah but it's like no the a person who like runs councils that dictate
1: mm. like the ideas
0: boss. to like the mm-hmm. UN <laughs> Mm. etc that person wrote a book yeah. called the great reset yeah. COVID-19 COVID-19 the great reset and like they get
1: together every year the elite and we've all class. witnessed the yeah.
0: the way that they talk about like the human population mm. and it, yeah so it's yeah anyway I look forward to reading those books and yeah it be interesting some, some report yeah.
1: yeah that'll be great <laughs> Um, I've only looked at the websites and a couple of videos from Klaus, but, um, yeah, it's interesting and disturbing to consider that a large portion of the Canadian parliament is made up of graduates from that, what do you call it? Um, Yeah, Klaus's... Young leaders. Young leaders, that's the mm. ones, yeah. And as is um, Jacinda Ardern and Greg Hunt, I think. And, like, yeah, it's interesting... Vladimir Putin too so mm. which is a, a bit of a spanner in the works kind of but it's weird um and interesting to think about all this and not in the sense of like oh it's a big conspiracy but actually like this is the way of the future and we are actually living through this great reset as we speak and um how are we going to navigate that as individual people? I know for myself I just have like an increasingly compelling urge to abandon life oh, um, in society. Yeah. And just go and live in a humpy. Um
0: I guess yeah, that's kind of it's a little bit um utopian in yeah. a sense. Like
1: I I fully, you know, like it's funny because the reality of that sucks in a lot of ways um, and demands sacrifice. Um, sacrifices we've already made because as unvaccinated people, we are unable to enjoy the spoils of cultural life in our state. We can no longer attend cafes, bars, live music venues, mm. art galleries, all the things that we love about, you know, our... The things that here. make life worthwhile yeah that's right are no longer we are no longer Our distractions among
0: them. those distractions that we sorely so, need yes we do
1: i really so. want to go see the new batman <laughs> me too um so yeah it's worthwhile feeling into the grief as well like as you say just taking some time to reflect upon our collective conundrum um the perfectly fucked up situation that we are in at the moment it is cause for grief and mourning and i you know i mean that it's hard to allow for that but i think if you feel so inclined just let it be because um you know bearing in mind that we need sort of virgo grounding to withstand that level of emotion so we're not completely washed out to sea Mm. Um, but that we can also be renewed and even purified in some sense by our willingness to really feel into how shit it really is right now. (laughs)
0: Mm.
1: And I say that with like love, optimism, hope, faith, you know, that, that this is just... A moment in time and it will pass but we can make positive use of it by simply by allowing ourselves to acknowledge and honor whatever feelings we have around it and that doesn't mean we have to act on them or rage or rally or anything in particular necessarily but just to give yourself room to feel into it a bit.
0: Mm. I'd like to um, just go back and highlight Something that came up there about um, living in this time of which I guess like it's fair for us to call it like this time of the great reset
1: mm. or the it's, turning. I prefer right. to think of it as the turning. Well, so from that's from our point of view, absolutely, where we're so going there's all is of this opportunity. Age, motherfuckers, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they and don't it, I mean, account for that. So it, is, know, it is happening, right? Yes, it's, yes it's, it is happening. It's this absolutely is it. happening. Yes.
0: That's why we're doing this podcast. Yes, but if if we kind of outsource it mm-hmm. and let Klaus Schwab decide how it's going to go down, yeah. and we call it a great reset, mm-hmm. well,
1: rebranded turning. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we need to. I think it's really useful for everybody to make some kind of plan mm-hmm. and really start deciding how you're going to how you're you have the opportunity to do it how you want to do it Mm.
1: yes you do yes we all do
0: and i mean it's it's scary because like how are we going to get money yeah if you don't get vaccinated and you can't go to work Mm. well i mean so we need to each individual make the call for ourselves Mm -hmm. but there's definitely some kind of really baseline things that i think that we should we can all do Mm. to help us on the other side, you know, be at least with, at peace to some degree. Mm. I would say look after your health. Yeah, Start taking better care Self-care. of your health. Mm. Get into better shape. Yeah, Just do small things. Yep. I personally have started aiming for 10,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that it's improving my energy. And I'm not up to 10,000 a day yet, but it's... I'm getting there. Mm. And yesterday for the first time I actually started running yeah. instead of walking. Yeah. So it's like it slowly builds up. Yeah, I yeah. I think but that's that's a positive measure that I yes. feel. Um and I think maybe like learning a new skill. That's mm-hmm. another easy one. Mm-hmm. And it could be um for me it's like I'm learning how to do tech stuff. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even know what to call it. Yeah. But that's that's <laughs> like, you know, I'm doing tech stuff skills. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> but a, a really useful. I think I made a New Year's resolution with a mate of mine for this year. Um, I was like, let's let's hunt and kill and eat something this mm, year. Wow! Like, well, which that's confronting isn't it? Like, that's <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but it's like, well, maybe what if we needed to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> food's kind of. I mean, it's
1: food's coming back
0: now. I notice, like, since fuel has gone up, the sh- the supermarket shelves are. Starting to be restocked a little mm-hmm. bit more, but you know who knows what is coming for us. Yeah. So, you know, any any measure that you can take towards, um, you know, self development mm-hmm. will be worth it.
1: Empowerment, empowering steps forward. Yeah. Yes. Is that Rant over Oh, great! <laughs> I mean, I just want to say how perfect that is for the Virgo full moon because, I mean. Yeah, it's all about practical steps you can take um, to bring in this, the new age, right? Like, mm. <laughs> um, yeah, and it seems perhaps, well, for one thing, it seems overwhelming to handle what we've got on our plates at the moment, but in a, and in another way, it seems um, fantastical maybe, like even talking about this in the sense of, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, but indeed that is where we are, and um, it it comes via our unique personal engagements with it. And <clears throat> yeah, I mm. think it is good to consider the direction that we want to go in, in terms, yeah, like in the context of our lives at the moment. Like if we are going to be mandated to have regular jabs. Um, considering that in a in a deep way in relation to one's own values do you actually want to do that do you actually want to be a part of society that runs that way that is masked um at least part of the time currently we're still in masks all the time kids are in masks at school all day um yeah so just really like instead of normalizing that which is I feel like uh, the danger isn't it that we that all of these restrictions that have been placed upon us and that we've like adhered to like good little boys and girls um, are normalized now and so when they come again which I mean ours haven't even passed yet but inevitably around the world we'll have other pandemics and (laughs) the first stop will be all these restrictions that we've lived through, I presume because we don't seem to be in any way reflective mm. of, you know, in a critical way of like how we could have managed it better. Like they just double down on, I don't know, it's really frustrating to to see no like remorse or like...
0: Um, we don't have time for that. There's a war going on.
1: Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll deal with it next time. Yeah, yeah. Next uh, pandemic we can think about how we handled the first one.
1: Yeah, well Bill Gates reckons if everyone handled it the way Australia did, everyone will be fine. So that's promising, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> what is he? How did Australia handle it?
1: Well, lockdowns, I think. Melbourne had means, the yeah.
0: longest lockdown in the world.
1: Yeah. We had hard borders and hard borders between
0: um, states. No international arrivals. Vaccine mandates.
1: Mask mandates. So probably the most, the most stringent. Yeah.
0: Totalitarian.
1: Mm, I think that's the angle they're sort of taking, in terms of when I say they, I mean Bill and Gates (laughs) and Klaus and Bill and friends. Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, cool. So, now the world knows how to deal with the next pandemic, mm. um, really? which is great because I guess we can be prepared for what's coming and then we can decide. It, it requires our participation.
1: 100%. And what it has exposed, thank you, Eris, is the agenda, underlying this whole thing so
0: that it's not about health
1: absolutely got nothing to do with public health and that our leaders have exposed their own corruptibility and corruption by taking the measures that they've taken that Mm. you know um, and so now that we know that we are able to make choices based on our awareness of that and we should take that seriously
0: well what a gift absolutely
1: absolutely it is very difficult to bear that though like and people would prefer as you say to outsource responsibility Um, and they just go along and do as they're told because I mean for one you know I'm not against doing as you're told in the sense that um, you've got to pick your battles right like I still wear a mask to the shop Mm. because I just feel like I have not got the time or energy to engage with people I've got food to shop for. I just need to fill my trolley and go home to my kids. You're gathering. You don't want to be
0: bothered while you're gathering. I
1: absolutely do not want to have a conflict with a checkout chick or anyone, um, you know, who isn't getting paid enough to... Be the cops. Absolutely. So, I just – to make their life and my life easier and not safer in any way but easier, I just go along with it. Mm. But I absolutely admire the way that some people don't do that and I think it's courageous and – straight up not. Yeah,
0: yeah. Love those folks. Yeah. Um, Okay, you mentioned Eris. Oh, yeah. Reminded me that we – Last episode said we were gonna invite Eris. Oh,
1: she's always invited, but yeah, we have to mention her every week. Do you wanna after, give like... listeners mm.
0: who go, Eris? Mm. Da fuck? Mm. Let's explain Eris.
1: Okay. A well, little bit. Sure. I'll just you briefly got two minutes. Okay. Um so she was she is a dwarf planet beyond Pluto. Um, discovered two thousand and five. She is in Aries for almost everyone. I might have said this last week that she's in Aries for everyone almost on the planet Um, in, in terms of our natal charts. She is the goddess of discord and strife. Mythologically, she was the one who basically started the Trojan War after she was not invited to the wedding of the century season whatever um, where everyone was invited bar Eris, and she turned up uninvited cast her apple of discord at the feet of the goddesses um, three of whom then began to bicker over who the apple was intended for because it was marked with to the fairest Um, and each one of them being um, juno or hera aphrodite or venus and Pallas athena thought themselves to be the fairest um, so, and then uh, it was Zeus who <laughs> outsourced <laughs> the call as to who the apple should go to mm. and gave, delegated that job to Prince Paris of Troy. Um, and he, after hearing the arguments of each of the goddesses, inevitably, some would argue, chose Venus. The sexy goddess of love, who shows too much leg, always, and <laughs> it was. And he, she also promised him the most beautiful woman in the world, Helen, who was already married to Menelaus. And so the Trojan War ensued from that.
0: Mate, that is uh, the most awesome like Days of Our Lives plot.
1: Ah, oh, it's incredible, and it's sort of like. <laughs> It's sort of like the drama of our time because the Trojan War is so archetypally... Everyone knows of the Trojan War, right? Like, everyone... Whether it was real or not, you know? (laughs) Mm. We all know about the Trojan horse. We all know about Odysseus. We all know the war went on for much longer than it ever should have gone on. And then after that, there was the Odyssey, Odysseus's Odyssey, um, when he tried to get home. Um, you know, so it really started this, yeah, Eris was the instigator for this whole human drama that unfolded as a result of her simply being herself, showing up uninvited. What would have happened if she, she was invited? Exactly. Like the story we could never have know. been very different. It is absolutely understandable that no bride wants to invite Discord to her wedding, isn't it? I mm. mean, that's totally fair. And it was, interestingly, Chiron and Thetis, no, not Thetis, Thetis was the bride, Themis, who made that call to not invite Eris. And they're wise. They're not, it's not their first time around the <coughs> block, you know. They, they made this decision presumably out of wisdom, mm. not out of simply like, oh, we don't really want to deal with that shit. Like presumably they knew that Eris would turn up.
0: So, how do, we, how do we work out errors?
1: <coughs> I would say tapping into outrage is a good start.
0: <laughs> tapping into <laughs> outrage.
1: <laughs> outrage is another appropriate thing, isn't it? <laughs> right. Um, as well as like being, allowing for discord inwardly and recognizing that it is appropriate to feel discord in our subjective felt. Realities and allowing for that, and also allowing for discord within relationships Mm. because we have conflict at the moment, no matter where we look, basically. Um, And that is written in the stars. So, we're not going to really evade that in any successful or positive way. We actually have to come to terms with conflict and dealing with our own inner conflicts in the sense that there are parts of us inwardly that are. Um, incongruous and incompatible that we have to somehow learn to function in spite of that and hopefully even become creative because of that Um, but as well like having conflict within our important relationships and allowing for that without writing off those relationships you know you can't just end relationships because you disagree that is not really a healthy navigation of the time. Um, I think we need to be more adult than that and more resilient, more tolerant, more anti-fragile, having hard conversations and recognising that, yes, we don't agree and, yes, we love each other. Mm. So, yeah, like setting a place for discord. That That's, you know, it's... O- Things like, of course, we all like things to be pleasant. Of course, everyone likes things to be pleasant. Easy. But um, that's not where we're at, really. And trying to, you know, remove discord and strife from our lives in some kind of photoshopped way, you know, how we all... um, Mm what's the, yeah, curate like our lives now in social media and just show the best images of ourselves and all that kind of stuff. Mm. It's like, sure, you know, time and place, but it's like, <clears throat> yeah, we need to come, get more comfortable with being uncomfortable, I guess. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> like, well, that's when, a good way to say it. Yeah,
1: I guess like get used to being uncomfortable because when yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not going anywhere It's not it's, it's actually the human condition So just grow up
1: <laughs> <laughs> Like Saturn would say And it's good to mention Saturn too Because Saturn's coming in to square the nodes at the moment So important to shout out to Saturn mm. <clears throat> And doing those that basic self-care Taking responsibility for the things that we actually can control to some extent
0: mm. Go for a walk
1: Yeah Breathing, breathing exercise, you know, like oh, yeah. that kind of like conscious breath work. Mm. Stretching, sleeping, resting, moving, all of that, you know, basic fundamental stuff that can absolutely fill a life.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, for some it does. <laughs> yes. I went for a kayak yesterday in the ocean. Oh, wow. Yeah. How was it? Ridiculous, <laughs> because there was a really high C <laughs> and and oh, it was lucky and it was choppy. Here. Oh
1: my god! It was choppy yesterday.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was so crazy. <laughs> I wish I wish someone had have filmed it. <laughs> it would have been <laughs> definitely yeah, like too. there was a couple of opportunities for like kook slams. I yeah. don't know if you've seen that channel. Oh, it was like people stacking it. Oh yeah. It, it originated with like. It's generally around water. So, yeah. it generally was like people wiping out on mm-hmm. surfboards. It used to be that. But then it's evolved into...
1: All sorts of... Water sports okay. kind of
0: and stacks. And this... Yeah, I definitely... Uh, th- those waves, they felt very big. Yeah, right. Um, and so, it, for me, it was quite dramatic. Mm. And one time I got like washed off, like wiped out. Wow. Um, and so
1: appropriate for the sky.
0: <laughs> it felt appropriate to mention here. <laughs> it is. And then um so I kind of waited cuz I noticed, I mean of course the waves were coming in sets. It was like a proper swell. So yeah, there was like yeah. sets that you could kind of time and Yeah, right. Negotiate, like you could navigate them. Yeah. So after I got like wiped out, I just like waited on the beach for a while and kind of watched mm-hmm. and before I had another crack at it. Um And then I kind of felt, you know, I went back out and I was out for like five minutes and I felt like, oh, no. Like, because I kind of came back towards the shore and um, almost got like smashed by a wave, but it kind of it just like, you know, I managed to essentially catch it Mm -hmm. and it was fine. Yeah. But I was like, oh, no, he comes (laughs) in. Like I look back and it's like a bigger (laughs) wave. So I'm like paddling so hard and i probably had this look on my face like you know like terror like Like, go go (laughs) but I, and then i was safe on the shore like i managed to and then when i was like i was dragging the kayak back up the beach and kind of looking at this area that i'd been this white water that i'd been battling with Mm -hmm. and it's funny because it didn't look so bad. Mm. And I suppose when I when I carried the kayak down the beach and had a look at it and decided, yeah, I can, that'll be fine. But then when I was amongst it, you know, they were like two-meter yeah. waves. Like I was on top of these <laughs> white peaks that were just like sheer terror. <laughs> and I'm like... But then afterwards, it was like, no, that wasn't... So, it would have been so funny to yeah, film, yeah. I reckon, because yeah. this guy's just like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, it's life and death situation. Like, <laughs> he's not wearing a helmet. <laughs> like, but actually, it wasn't Wasn't actually... It probably wasn't that bad.
1: No, but it's, it's all about how it feels. Like, what it, it felt means ridiculous. to you, you know? Because that's like a near-death experience in a way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, like it... It can have some significant meaning for you and it should because, you know, it's like a, a near miss kind of thing, like mm. a brush with death. You get to face fear. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's
0: another thing that I'm personally trying to do as part of self-development is, you know, they say, I don't know who they are, but they say do something every day that scares you.
1: Wow, every day. I know. And it's
0: like every day, like I'm busy. And yeah, also like my my heart can't take it, man. Like every day. But I suppose like bodies of water Mm -hmm. I find quite confronting. Yeah. Um, And so part of me like with the kayaking is trying to, and I try to step it up. Yeah. So, you know, once I, each time I try, well, not each time because where are you going to go? You'll end up crossing the Tasman Sea or something. Yeah. But I just try to kind of up the ante here and there to yeah. do something that's a little bit more demanding physically yeah. and a bit more maybe confronting, I suppose. Yeah. So that was.
1: Well, it's good to stretch ourselves, definitely. Mm. And you know, we've got to do that, you know, beyond our comfort zones, which is like getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it's never going to be comfortable, is it? But and it, nor should it be really.
0: So, we're at um, coming up to an hour.
1: Yeah. I think Have you got something I
0: thought I, of the day, a quote you want to?
1: Well, I'll, I've got a few, but I'm just going to go back to Mr. Cohen, I think, mm-hmm. for my part. The world is full of conflicts and full of things that cannot be reconciled. But there are moments where we can. Reconcile and embrace the whole mess, and that is what I meant by hallelujah.
0: Oh my gosh, mate! He was like a proper contributor.
1: He really was. Yeah,
0: amazing. um I've got one from nature, actually. Cool. No knocking price. At the door. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what did you say? Knocking at the knocking
1: door. Nature do- knocking at the door. Yeah. Mm.
0: No price is too high to pay for the privilege of owning yourself, yeah, just a thought,
1: yeah, well, this life is ours, and do what ye will, mm, but own it, and then bear it, mm, and don't be a whiny baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well said. <laughs> Write that one down.
1: <laughs> but no, but it's good to feel it too Like and give yourself space to cry and grieve and mourn and mm. laugh hysterically, maniacally, whatever.
0: It's reasonable to feel yep. the way you do.
1: Absolutely appropriate.
0: Heightened emotions too, full moon, yeah, I think? Of yeah, of course. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah. High tide of emotion, yeah. Hmm. But it can expose things, you know, like once the king tides gone out again, new things are washed up. Mm. And we can fossick among those things and find treasures and little mementos of meaning and, yeah.
0: Mm. Good. All right. So we'll catch up next week. Yeah. What do we have to look forward to?
1: Oh, plenty. Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm thinking about this podcast in terms of the moon cycle, so Mm -hmm. it'll be the third quarter moon and, um, yeah, we can look back on the week that's been and, um, yeah, I mean, uh, just integrating this full moon will be plenty, I reckon. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, we've got homework. Great. All right.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Catch you next week. Will do. Thanks, everybody.
1: Thank you for listening, everyone.
0: Turning Signals Podcast.